is Max Access, where Mackenzie Barwell takes you closer to members of Forge FC off the pitch on the Forge Audio Network. Forge fans, welcome back to the Forge Audio Network. I am your digital host, Mackenzie Barwell, and I am very, very happy to be back. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know we had a little bit of a hiatus over the holidays, but now you can expect an episode a week leading up to Forge FC's CONCACAF matchup on February 7th. So a lot to talk about in between now and then, but I also have to shout out Oliver Platt and Louis Butko for hopping on the audio network just a few weeks ago. They did a really great job of breaking down just exactly what this tournament is and the significance of it, as well as what Forge's opponent will bring to the table. So I highly recommend you watch that. It'll give you some great context. And of course, you also you also get to watch Louis relive his Forge FC days. So that was great overall. In other news, though, of course, there have been some updates around the league and with Forge specifically. So we will absolutely get into that in terms of any changes to the roster as well as scheduling. So rest assured, we will touch all... We will touch on all bases, um, not only in today's interview with special guest Garvin Matusala, but also in the upcoming episodes. So let's get right into it because we've got a lot to talk about. Thanks for coming back on Max Access. Thanks to you for the invite. Always a pleasure. Yeah, uh, me too. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. We got to go over your break really quick. I know you were at home and it was your birthday. So Mm -hmm. what did you do? Give us the Coles notes really quick. So I had an interview in offseason, so I had to get this fixed. And then uh, I was just trained trained a lot. I went I actually went to Congo for to see my family. Uh, we me and my family went to see my grandma on my dad's side. So I met all my families from my dad's side. It was really nice. And now I'm back. I'm back with Forge. Yeah, exactly. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that it was fun. You had to spend some time with family, which is also mm-hmm. really nice. Um. Tell the people where you're at right now. Where are you coming from? Give us the rundown. I feel like you're going to do the best job at explaining. Yep. So it's been, what, two days now? We're in Mexico yep. in Querétaro uh, for two weeks, basically. So we're having, like, a little camp here. Uh, we just played our first friendly today. So, yeah, we're in, like it's like a private facility that just for soccer, basically. Just, like, good housing. And then the field is... Uh, do you, do you want to see? Should I show it? Should we do a tour? Let's go. Can you just do like a quick, yeah, the people quick need tour. to see. So we're in the room. This is the room. And if I turn around, wait, there's a lot of sun. Hold on, hold on. The field is right there. So the so field is balcony? right. The balcony is literally on the field, in front of the field. So here, there's like the gym. There, that's where we eat. And if you guys can see there, there's another pitch. So okay. yeah, it's really, really nice. So we basically spend our days here. We do and gym, saw, we do... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, I saw there's a pool as well. This is looking yep. like a real yep. hotel, almost like a resort. The, the pool is right, it's far, like, let me put it, it's right, like, day. This is unreal. <laughs> You've got, like, the Forge FC playground, just... Yep, and it's just for us, so, so that's nice. Yep, just for us, for, like, two for two weeks. It'll do. Oh, that's perfect. It's actually honestly, it's actually perfect. How many how many pitches are there? Is it like surround like three sixty fields? Uh, there's how many? Because there's like a a beach soccer field. There's a tennis court. There's a like a nine v nine soccer field as well, or no, not even slight. I'd say seven v seven. So there's like two 
11 aside pitches, there's one tennis court, one seven aside pitch, and one beach soccer pitch. Okay, but yep. garb, 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 garb. Chill, chill. <laughs> oh, it's, but nothing visa, nothing visa field though. Let's not underestimate what Tim Hortons field has, has to it's, offer, okay? It's high up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. now that we've gotten into that, you just answered my most important question. Honestly, I was going to prioritize the accommodation there. But one of the things I wanted to bring up was a topic of conversation that came up a lot between Bobby and I. Um, and that was the situation that you guys were in last season, having not played in CONCACAF with the restructuring of the tournament. And Bobby, you know, quite often returned to that and mentioned it, it does make a big difference mm-hmm. not having that experience yep. um, on a multitude of levels. Mm-hmm. and. Even Oliver Platt, who came on the audio network a couple of weeks ago, said that, you know, the competition stirs up some competitive juices. Mm-hmm. So um, from your experience, because I know I've gotten some different responses from different players, but what exactly do you think is so advantageous about having, you know, this before your regular mm-hmm. CPL season starts? It just gets you ready. Like you, especially when you bring new players in, it's uh, since we started like basically a month and a half before everyone. We just get to know each other more before um, set up the new tactics. Just get on the same page earlier, so that's just more time for us to work on on new stuff. And playing Champions League is you're you're facing good teams, like uh, so you get your let's say your level up, and that just gives confidence as well. Especially if you can manage to get a result, that brings your confidence up and just gets you ready for the mm-hmm, season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk about getting your confidence up because we know you know, how competitive mm-hmm. and, you know, established these teams are coming from leagues like Liga MX and the MLS. Um, yep. And the reality is, you know, looking at it objectively, you guys are coming into these games as the underdog. So how much of that is motivation yep. to you? Or, you know, is it at all? Because I know a lot of the conversation is around having an opportunity to prove yourself. So mm-hmm. where does that come into play or how much so, I guess? Uh, for me, I love uh... Those games are. I just see them as other game, any other games. Uh, I just mm-hmm. try to play my because I, I don't really f- feel pressure during games. So I just try to enjoy because it's obviously like a good experience as well. Try uh, playing against uh, Liga MX Chivas is is a big thing. Like uh, two years ago when we played Cruz Azul, we were just trying to enjoy as much as possible because it's not every day you get to play at the Azteca in front of uh, forty thousand Mexican fans and stuff. So yeah, I think we. We don't really. We know that we're maybe the underdogs, but we know that we can get a result. Uh, like there, uh, we all have quality. There's good players in this locker room, and we've all known each other for a while. So, like we we all know that we can we can get a result, win win the game, and get through to the to the next round. Yeah, I mean it's interesting hearing you say that, and I think you're completely right in that maybe the focus or yeah priority doesn't necessarily have to mm-hmm. be being the underdog but more so mm-hmm. enjoying and like being grateful for that opportunity and just kind of seizing the moment mm-hmm. 100% because uh, like I said a lot of players like uh, dreamed about playing those games you know so we're lucky to be here and we just gotta like uh, not take this moment for granted you know just like give it our all and and try to get that result and get that win to go so so we can go to the next round yeah do you have, you know, almost an impulse to, you know, when you're in situations like this, being at this, you know, place that you're at now, do you think about when you were a kid, seeing you now and playing mm-hmm. at this level and in that environment? Mm-hmm. 100%. Especially the first time we went to Mexico, 
uh like so two years ago i was like that's actually crazy because two years ago i didn't have any contract even i'd say a, a year and a half before that i didn't have any contract i was playing in university there was covid all this stuff and then it's boom you're playing at the azteca in front of forty thousand people and yeah. like we've had a, we've had a good like a uh, good two games there uh at home and away so it was just sometimes you reflect and you just it's just how crazy life goes you know I, I honestly think about your story very often mm-hmm. because, you know, you've talked about it before, but having so much uncertainty during your college years yep. and then eventually getting the call and, you know, being able to play with Forge. And yeah, I think you in particular, it's it's mm-hmm. a huge jump and it's something that you probably wouldn't have been able to predict at that 100%, point. 100%. I'd never, I, was, I would never think about that this would ever yeah. happen to me. So February 7th, um, mm-hmm. you'll be here. In the cold, I know. Sorry, like the news. Um, without you know giving too much away, uh, how how is Bobby and how is the coaching staff preparing you guys for a game like this? Because we know what this team can bring to the table. Um, mm-hmm. Having such an established you know organization, but also such a big fan base, I think that also mm-hmm. comes into play when a few days later you go to play with them. But yeah, they're a competitive team. So what's you know, what's the mindset and how are the coaching staff preparing you guys? So with, with Bobby, it's uh, always the same thing. We, like, we try to impose our playing style to the other teams. We don't try to necessarily adapt to other teams, you know? So it's... Don't reinvent the wheel, sorry. Exactly, e- exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's... Uh, the, it's I would say it's like um, he's preparing a, another game. Obviously, there's more pressure. It's a, it's a, game at a game at a bigger stage, but the way he's preparing is not different than he's ever done in the past so it's just yeah. trying to yeah it's just uh we're gonna try to play the way force plays you know we're not gonna try to change our our style of play for another team so and how is you know the morale the attitude the mindset coming off of your fourth championship because it's not the worst thing in the world <laughs> going into this competition with a fourth championship under your belt mm-hmm. oh, everyone's happy so everyone's happy to be back especially that now we're in the sun so everyone's mm-hmm. everyone's happy. So we're lucky to be uh to be in Mexico right now in the heat. Good facilities around us. So good people around. Yeah. So everyone's just happy. The, the The vibes in really positive. We know it's going to be a an intense two weeks of training, but everyone's ready and up for the challenge. Yeah, it's a win win. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I wanted to ask you about, and honestly, I hadn't planned until I was just like writing some things down to talk to you about. And as I was planning my questions. Different things came up in the media, for example, like new transfers, roster updates and whatnot. So is it difficult or how do you, you know, keep your eye on the prize or stay focused when there's a little bit of background noise, not mm-hmm. only around the league, but with, with your team in particular? Me as a player, I really don't try to like think about it. Like obviously yeah. sometimes you think about it like, uh, oh, we lost this player, this player. But at the end of the day, like I, we're going to add players or we're going to lose players every year. So it's at the end of the day we just gotta stay focused and on us like if i can i just gotta focus on my way of playing not think about what's around so this is all like like you said like it's background noise so i shouldn't let this affect me or affect my game to just focus on my because that's not my job i'm not the one who's going to bring the players in so i know there's people that are working are working on this as well so my my job is just to focus on the pitch and that's it it is a natural process like you Mm -hmm. said that's there is turnover from season to season. I think yep. it's just, 
it's a it's a different perspective coming you know from a media standpoint but also mm-hmm. a, like a fan perspective because 100%. there's a different you know attachment or relationship you know what i mean mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. with the fans and honestly coming from my perspective as well you develop these relationships and then they you know people inevitably move on that happens mm-hmm. and then it's almost like a shock but as a teammate yep. it's kind of like you know that was that was bound to happen we got our time together and then you move on so mm-hmm. is it yeah i guess in that regard is it you know anticipated and just accepted? yeah yeah it, it's anticipated because usually between players we we talk to each other so usually you you kind of know like if a player is going to come back or if a player is not going to come back so it's not really a, a surprise as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay um moving on from Concacaf, of course today home opener dates came out we got uh, the 2023 championship final rematch happening April 13th. Crazy that we're opening the season that way, but, you know. Wait, so we're playing... Uh, yes, Calvary. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> How many years is that? Is that three years in a row? Yeah, it's another one, right? So Yeah, start with the best game always, the best rivalry. So, yeah, those games are... Uh, I don't even need to explain. Like, there's, there's always so intense. Yeah. Like the teams don't like each other, the players don't like <laughs> each other, and first game, that's the best way to to kick off the season. Totally, totally. Get the uh, competitive juices flowing, as we said earlier. So what, what did you say? For April what? <laughs> I forgot about the date. I that's just know April, but I forgot the date. <laughs> April thirteenth. Yeah. Thirteen. Thank you, David. He answered I my question as well. You, I got you. At Four Jesse on Instagram. <laughs> this was fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you a for pleasure. The, the tour. Oh, always a pleasure, and uh, I'll be back soon. Okay, sounds good, Garb. Thank you so much. Sounds good. No problem. All right, a big thank you to Garb once again for joining us from the soccer hotel in Mexico. I'd be lying if I said I didn't end that call slightly jealous, but that's okay. I appreciate everything this weather has to offer as well, and I'm sure as do you all. Um, Before we wrap up, a few other things, of course, that I have to touch upon. If you are following the Forge SC social media, you would have seen some updates that occurred yesterday. First, triggering the options of Seba Costello, Malcolm Duncan, and Chris Colongo, so they will be confirmed for the 2024 roster. In case there was any confusion around the option language, because hand up, I did have to fact check myself before I talked about this. Um, Charlie O'Connor-Clark, who I got in touch with, did a really good job at explaining it. And for anyone who doesn't know, if a player, for example, has a two-year contract plus an option, the club can trigger that option, extending their contract automatically by a year. If not, they choose to decline it and they become a free agent. So just to put that out there in terms of context, for anything that may happen uh, in the upcoming days. Some of you may be thinking, Mackenzie, we already know that. Others may be appreciative. So, you know, I just thought I would throw that out there. But, of course, now three other players left with unconfirmed status. We've got Kayvon Tavernier, uh, Abu Sissoko, and Alex Ashenyodi Janssen. So stay tuned. We will uh, keep you up to speed on everything there. And lastly, as I'm sure you know, we've had three players who have confirmed their departure from the club, including Wubens Pasillas, Mandrakar James, and as of yesterday, Rezart Rama. So that we will get into that. I think that that conversation deserves an episode of its own, so you can expect that in the coming weeks. But I'll leave it there for now. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll be back same time next week. 
for listening to Max Access on the Forge Audio Network. If you like what you heard, please like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share. And you know what I was saying earlier, too, is that, you know, obviously you're going to have this game and it's going to be hot, it's going to be warm, but for them to have the, you know, authentic Canadian experience, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind if the snow was still on the ground. Maybe like a light flurries, you know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know about (laughs) that. But I'd rather I'd rather not see some snow on the pitch. But if there's snow around, yeah, yeah. I just want them to have the experience, you know. Like I don't want them to come and it's just gray and like you know what I mean. But I think there's still see a lot of snow like around the pitch. So that that that's enough for experience as well.